Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. Package? Have we been doing this too long? Did we just cross some kind of Skype free threshold or something? It's all right. What is it? What does it cost? Send me the bill. <laughs> what do they want from us? Right. You gotta charge it to the LLC or something like that. We gotta. Something is weird. They're really like uh, putting us through the ringer right now. This is crazy. Out of all the stuff we talked about, you get to Q and and Bill Cosby. All of a sudden, the floor falls out. So, the, so, so, can I tell you that uh, I, I just have a knack for stumbling across real shit. I'm, I'm the Mr. Magoo of conspiracy theories. And somehow I get there, just through all the absurdity and the antics, I stumble upon the truth. And, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Pikachu Deshai or whatever their names are, and who's the other dude, Jack Dorsey, they're just on it. They're like, look, you can't, you can't. You can't spread the truth about what Bill's doing with the blue pills. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. And I, I thought we, uh, I thought we had recently uncovered some world-shaking facts about his motives when we figured out that he was just trying to protect himself from being turned out yeah. by, by professional groupies. Yeah, he's a family man. Did you <laughs> leave my family? You're gonna start. He was only doing what any famous family man would do in his position. Right. <laughs> would you rather have players? him destroy his whole family? Yeah. How many ball players and rappers see their kids a couple times a year? You know, how many? How many? How many actors? You know what I'm saying? All the, the Hollywood scene, all these people, you get an ungodly amount of money and you have access to all these women, rock stars, whatever, and you don't end up staying with the woman because now your options have changed. Right. And you don't feel like being faithful anymore and raising your kids and sticking out. And Bill wasn't trying to have that. Bill was like, absolutely not. It's protecting my family. And, and you know what, too, is because the only one who comes out of that situation being a scumbag is the guy because the wife... And the children, of course, you know, they never, they didn't do anything to end up in the position that they're in. And then if you sleep with your secretary or your, or your nanny or something like that, she's not even like a scarlet letter homewrecker anymore. She's just a regular person who was, you know, starstruck and what could she do? So really the only villain in that entire equation is the guy. So the only thing you can do to protect your family is... Roofie the <laughs> Roof, Roofie the groupie. That's it. T-shirt. Oh, oh my god. I know it's bad, but it's like doesn't I think the phrase the term groupie comes with some inherent form of consent. So do you lose consent once you're unconscious? I think as soon as you cross the threshold of the concert hall as a groupie you've relinquished all of your rights to sexual autonomy oh my and God. that and that i don't know if that's a hot take or that's another no, oh, that's a bad one that's but, a bad one but i think i think pretty much you showed up and you were a fan of the band and you know what you were trying to get up to so how it pans out i don't think it matters 
I don't think it matters. You showed up. You showed up and you know what you had in mind. And Bill the Pill wasn't going to have it. He wasn't going to have you get the upper hand. I almost want to write a children's book called Bill the Pill and the Mystery of the Roofie Groupie. It just, it writes itself. And you talk about how you, as a man of great success and access to many women, how you stay faithful to your spouse and family in the midst of, um, uh, you know, uh, meteoric, meteoric rise. Fame. Oh, meteoric rise. Okay. Yeah, meteoric rise to fame, and you know, I, I think there's a there's a good lesson in there. Look, if they could write a a book about you know my stepmother the horse, um, then then this is this is right up this 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 there's a case to have this as a children's book. Right. Yeah, is this something definitely here that that could be mindfully explored without throwing, you know, without throwing your entire career away and access to PayPal and all that kind of shit. There's something in here that can be explored. And what what a man has to protect himself from throwing away his family. Right. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Bill Cosby is not the villain that I thought he was. Well, let's not say he's not. Cuz he not has the blue pill thing is true. <laughs> Okay, wait. So we did miss a lot of that. Just for the audience to understand in context, could you please just briefly go over this, this uh, which may or may not be a conspiracy theory? I mean, once it has Q's name attached to it, I mean, most people are going to take it as gospel. So let's just right. let's just go across that one more time for the people. And once it's on, a, once it has its own subreddit for it, then you know it's oh, it's yeah. on and popular. Yeah. That it's might as well be in the Bible. So the the um the the whole thing with Bill and all of these women coming forward who were arguably groupies and some were repeat offenders and they came back four or five times, you know, all of this was basically just a distraction to have a public story out there to distract from what the actual story was, was that the same company that made Jello pudding pops was responsible for those blue pills that they sell at the gas station. And they sell it as a tool of sexual virility, but really it's a roofie with a RFID chip that lets Bill know when the package is open and when its contents are used. And once that person falls asleep, here comes Bill doing things against your will. And that's just how it goes. And, and, and he's been doing that for years and he's actually raped millions of men around the world. Because those pills have been at gas stations since at least the eighties, at least. So he's been putting in work. So that's that's the that's the real violation of people's autonomy. And that's the real horror that's been done. But just but just like it, because nobody cares about male rape. There's no right. you know it, once you factor in prison, men become the biggest victims of of rape. You know, violent rape. Not you know we got drunk and things happened. Just a violent against your will, Shawshank Redemption, American History X rape. So right. um, with that said, nobody really cares. And nobody cares about these victims. These were dudes that were trying to have rock hard erections and knock it out of the park one night. And they have no idea what happened. But Bill knows. But Bill knows. So that's so the conspiracy is is that for years these pills have been circulating. And some of them have little, you know, RFID or whatever, sends a signal, Bill knows when it's being used, he knows where and when to show up, 
and he gets down and and he's been pulling this off for decades unbeknownst to everybody and this story that came out with the 50 women because if you've raped millions of men right i mean you know getting hung hung out to dry for 50 groupie rapes right i mean isn't that mild in comparison it's it's, it's like allegedly allegedly allegedly. it's like jeffrey epstein getting charged with um you know lewd and lascivious conduct you you have an island of pedophile pedophilery you know just getting that charge doesn't really but yeah you'd rather take the so that that was basically his plea deal that he had to take and it made a news story and now it would the re, the truth would just be ridiculous no bill cosby was roofing women what are you talking about gas station pills with rfid chips and then there's going to be an episode where alex jones breaks open one of the blue pills and there's a little <laughs> a little rfid chip in the packaging you know and the media will ignore it and he'll pretend to fall asleep after he opens the package until somebody <laughs> Uh, this is in my house. Right. He just walks yeah. in. <laughs> we he just starts seeing somebody peeking through his window. Like, wait, is that <laughs> who is that? Is that Dr. Huxtable? <laughs> oh man, dude. I, why is there so much hilarity to mine in this entire there shouldn't be this much. Nope. There shouldn't be this much. But alas, there is, which lets you know. That this is this isn't something that Q just pulled out of the atmosphere. Something strange is happening here, and, and the fact that it all falls on uh, on Bill Cosby's lap. I was watching, I watched a compilation last night video on YouTube of '80s commercials, and there was a commercial about Bill Cosby warning people of the on the dangers of taking drugs. Awesome. And I'm just like, what are the odds, bro? What are the odds that they hire? Bill Cosby, and he was just doing like you know one of those freestyle rants where you could tell it wasn't much of a script. Yeah, he was just running off the top like, "Hey, what are you gonna do? Are you are you gonna use drugs or are you gonna go to school? If you go to school, you could be anything you want, but if you use drugs, you could end up getting killed in the process." And and all this stuff, he was just it it just seemed funny from here where we are today to see Bill Cosby in a random commercial warning people about the dangers of drugs. It was. Uh, it felt a little strange. I ain't gonna front, man. But uh, Bill's. This is, as far as the legal system is concerned, right now, Bill's innocent. Yeah. He's well, not guilty. innocent. He's not guilty of the charges that they brought up against him. Now, we can't well, say innocent, but not guilty. Well, I. There was. It was. I actually. Fig, uh, not. I didn't figure out. I. I heard because I looked into it a little bit more. But exactly. So it was, and it was promised, yo, if you cooperate with this, but it seemed like they would have beforehand. I mean, he had to sit in prison for like, what, two years before it came out that that's how it went down? I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of a shit situation. Not that I have a great deal of empathy for, for Dr. Cosby, but, um, yeah, so they, they they told him, hey, you know, just we're going to have this civil case. Just, you know, tell us how it went down. Just blah, 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 blah. And we promise we won't use it in any kind of criminal proceeding. 
and they lied and they did it anyway. So wow. I well, can't, can't be mad that he's, I mean, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Why? I, honestly, I was thinking about this recently too. I guess it has to, you have to protect people who may not be uh, guilty of the thing that you're accusing them of, but I always found it weird that you can't uh, you can't lie to criminals about what you're willing to do for them in exchange for information. Like if somebody, if you know for a fact that somebody killed a few people, right, and you think he may have killed more people than he's admitting to, you say, oh, we're going to take the death penalty off the table if you give us the, the location of these other bodies. And then they give you the location of the bodies. You actually find the bodies there. Why can't you be like, fuck you, still death penalty? Mm. Why is that not right? <laughs> it it's it's one of those things where um it's because people abuse power and, and especially now. I mean, it's been the the last four years has been very um, eye opening for me about uh, the abuse of government power. I mean, I know governments abuse power, but. I, I did very much buy into the friction, the friction, the fiction that that we were heads and shoulders above that. I mean, even some of the abuses that we would do, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's a couple of exceptions, but it's really not the rule. And it's really not going to be that blatant or brazen. And just lately, we've been just brazenly uh, corrupt and abusive. So, you know, for the protections of the citizens, I guess I understand wanting to make the the system, since the system has the power to kill, has the power to imprison, it's got to be beyond reproach. It should be held to a higher standard. You know, so I, I agree with that. Like the, the, the police should be held to a higher standard than the criminal. The, the system should be held to a higher, higher standard. So you can't get information and if you've already put a, a plea deal on the table or whatever, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm just trying to be a contrarian and, and try to give it. I, I don't have an answer. Fuck it. No, just, yeah, it's weird. Once you it's find just, the bodies, throw them away. Yeah, right, right. It's weird. Sit like that. It's a, it's a specific, you know, case and in types of things that you don't always have to deal with in law enforcement and lawyering and all that other shit. But it does. It's one of some of the few things that do seem pretty weird to me. Like, I also think it's weird that uh you have to you have to show the evidence you have to the people that that you're going to court against like i thought that was kind of weird too like say somebody says um somebody comes to your house they call you a bunch of names and you end up whooping their ass or something like that and then when the cop comes they're like oh no he just randomly walked out of his house and start beating me up like i think you should be if you have a video of that person doing the thing that provoked you to whoop their ass I think you should just be able to spring it on them in court. Like you shouldn't have to show their lawyer the tape and then that changes the way they plea and everything else. Like if you're going to lie, just lie all the way up until I show the tape. And then everybody can be like, oh, this motherfucker's a liar. But you have to actually show them your evidence so they can prepare their defense again. Like, that seems kind of weird to me. Now I'm sure any smart lawyer can show you situations where uh, those rules make perfect sense and you have to do it. But there's a lot of other times where you could just catch somebody in a bold-faced lie and show the tape or show the evidence that you have and it would fucking explode their whole case. And the only thing showing them the evidence does 
is make it so they plead differently so that they don't get such a harsh penalty. So it seems like it doesn't always work in the favor of clear justice. Sometimes it seems like it's helping the guilty person not get the full get punished to the full extent of the law. But uh, that I kind of understand in making it as fair as possible so that because there could also be instances where something is presented and it may not be authentic, right? And so you haven't had any time to research it. Like, let's say it's a doctored video, right? So when you when you show up in the beginning and they know they have that, and you're like, wait a minute, that's not true. You can do the investigating. And, you know, if it's just sprung on you, there'd be a lot of ways where you can slip in things. And I think, like, sometimes judges do allow new evidence to be introduced, but I think it can also, like, create a mistrial. Like, everybody's got to have all the facts on the table before everything starts so you can properly prepare your defense. And 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 I and I think if I understand it correctly, all of the stuff that we cultivated or fleshed out in our legal system was the result of just rampant, you know, government abuse and kings and specific bloodlines just being fucking tyrannical assholes and people basically being powerless or so like, look, if the government's going to come after you, we need to give the citizen, you know, the accused as much um, as much of a heads up and as much of an opportunity as possible, so that you know we would rather err on the side of being you know finding a loophole rather than an innocent person being convicted. And I and I and I, and I like that idea. I like that it's really really hard to convict somebody. You know you should you should have to have a preponderance of evidence. You know, yeah. so I, I guess it's just to make it fair and and I'm sure. If you go go through like the thousand years, thousands of years of like legal precedent that happened and juries could be manipulated or the evidence or whatever, you know, there's situations where I'm sure that information being introduced at a certain point, there might have been a perfectly rational or plausible explanation for it, but the defense didn't even have a chance to to address it or prepare to address it. So I don't know, man. Who cares? Yeah. Bill Cosby's free. He's free. <laughs> that's, that's all that he's, really matters. <laughs> look, you can go hang out with them. You can take pictures with them. You know what I'm saying? Have some drinks. Bill is out. Yeah. Bill is out and he's hanging out. out. And, and R. Kelly's being pushed deeper into prison. Is he? Did, oh, did yeah. R. Kelly go to prison? Well, he's being pushed deeper on the track to prison. Have you you haven't seen the uh, <clears throat> the latest discovery of everything that he's been doing? I think this could possibly be the nail in the mm. coffin for him. I they know. Just, I know the man said he can. He does not know how to hog tie. And I was. <laughs> I believe him when he said it. I don't well, hog tie people. Things have changed. Things have changed dramatically, because now they've introduced some uh some accusations that R Kelly was also molesting underage boys. Yeah. So once you bring underage boys into the game. See molesting underage girls, having sex with underage girls, that's something that for some reason people seem called the 70s. <laughs> Called the seventies. I'm I'm pretty sure every every band that's famous, they all slept with underage girls. There was this really famous um group. I think her name was like Lori Maddox. 
she was like 14 fucking Led Zeppelin. And, and there's pictures and everything. Nobody went to jail. Right. That's just like something that people just kind of understood. Like, yeah, why, why would I become a rock star if I wasn't going to get to fuck 15-year-old girls? And it was just something that everybody kind of understood. Even the songs. I think the Rolling Stones had a song about um, about a, a, like a 15-year-old girl or something. I know Ted Nugent did. Even the Beatles. Like, they had a line. Like, she was 17, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. All so, of them. And the Beatles were like the, you know, the 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 G-rated version versus, you know, compared to all these other bands. And they were, you know, they were creeps too. Right. Right. And we all know, we've heard the song, you know, she's just 16 years old, leave her alone, they said. But, you know, they don't, I don't want to listen to that shit. But once you it. introduce boys, now it becomes like sickness and depravity. Now it's just pure sickness. There's no, there's no more uh, concessions made. You know, when a rock star wants to bang a 16-year-old girl, I feel like deep down in most uh, functional male brains, they're just like, well, I mean, you know, it's rock and roll. She was young. She knew what she was getting herself into. But if you say it was boys, it's like, oh, you sick fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think now... Uh, with this new information, R. Kelly, they might be really hanging him out the dry. It might be over for you, boy. He's he's lost all public support at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there's no coming back it's, it's from that one. Yeah, because, I mean, as because I think a lot of the people that defended him, no matter what, like, with this new information being revealed, I think those people would retract their support. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Now, the the retraction of that support with the new information is absolutely unequivocally uh you know dinosaur bigotry it's mental illness sickness like if mm-hmm. if just changing the gender of the person the underage person that he molested changes how you feel about him you're part of the problem i just want to say that definitively but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i completely see where this would be the changing of like this is where people draw the line especially in this community especially in this community because for some reason it's like uh which also goes into another hot topic of the moment which is Lil Nas X and his uh and his prison video but for some reason like there's so there's so many acceptable depravities when it comes to these things but when it when you bring homosexuality into it Everything, it's all gone now. It's all over. Now we, it, the world is done. They're trying to kill us with their agenda. It's like, but this prison agenda has been being fed to the urban community, hip hop community for a very long time. And we seem to not really even notice it. We don't even care. As long as the music's good. I mean, you got a whole, we got a group that people uh, have liked for a long time. The Locks. People love the Locks. And one of their monikers that they call them, they call themselves D-Block. D-block. Right. So, I mean, first of all, you chose the letter D. And I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because back when they started calling themselves D-Block, nobody was using the letter D as an inference right, to right. penis. Nobody was saying get the D or they're like that language had, didn't exist at the time. But the fact that they call themselves D-Block and they... These are all free men who have uh, lucrative music careers, 
but choose to to put themselves under the fra- under the flag of a prison block, right? So right. Uh, you know it's getting a little weird already. So the fact that they could call themselves D Block and talk about prison so much and how dope it is to go to jail and fucking like you know all of that shit, and then DMX with the Rough Riders and and his whole we already know about him. None of that looked weird to 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 hip hop community. It was all dope shit. You high five that, you celebrate it. But we know what goes on in there. It's been a part of every scared straight moment in a prison movie that yes. we've ever seen. Nobody can like getting stabbed in prison is the second biggest threat. And I, and not like getting stabbed like oh somebody poked you because they wanted to give you a warning. I'm talking about the the uh, coordinated prison stabbings that we see in movies. You know, five guys run up on you with ice picks and stab you 146 times. I'm talking about that kind of shit. That's the, that's the secondary threat of prison. We all know what the primary threat of prison is. It's, 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 <laughs> that, rape is the primary threat of prison, but for some reason... Nobody can't. People love prison in the urban community. Hip hop, they we love prison. So why is it that when Little Nas X has a bunch of naked men dancing in prison outfit, like why now is this something that's ruining our community? Why is this an attack on our uh, on our community? Why isn't prison itself a, an attack on our community? It's that's very harder. strange. It's a part of the genius of his choice. Right, right. It was a genius choice to depict prison in the absolutely most flamboyantly gay way as possible. Because if there's, because there's no other place in America where situational homosexuality happens with the frequency that it does in prison. Right. And I don't know if I buy into the concept of situational homosexuality. Um, I've had some dry spells in my life. I've always been content to beat my dick. I've never been like, yo, uh, Murray, you know what I'm saying? What's up, bro? We take turns on each other. Can't get a girl. You can't get a girl right now. You know, let's just get into some situational homosexuality. But apparently it's a thing. Soldiers in the ancient world, uh, you know, pirates. Apparently it's a thing. And and for us, it's it's prison. Prison is where situational homosexuality takes place where, you know, uh, booty warrior, man, but it's more important than water. It has to be done. <laughs> I, I don't know why people just want to be content to beat their dick, but who knows? But but yes, I had a, a teacher. I was in one of the bad classes. Like, we don't want you to drop out, but you're probably going to drop out anyway. So here's just a free class. If you'll just stay, we'll put you with somebody that works with troubled youth. And he used to drill it into us. He's like, I remember one time he got mad at the class. I mean, he was shouting at the top of the lungs. He's like, y'all are going to end up in prison, and they will rape you. Do you understand? They will rape you. And he was very, like, adamant about it. And he was, you know, so, yeah, it's a known thing. It's a known thing. You go to prison, there's likelihood that you're going to be, and and for some reason, that it's not a, I don't know. If there's all the, you would think that alone would be, like, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and finish night school. And I'm gonna get a trade. I, I would I'd rather do that. I know this whole I'm gonna go to prison and it's gonna be a badge of honor. I think that's kind of stupid. And I don't want to risk anal penetration to stay this course. But you make you make a a, a 
a, a really profound point that I don't know. I think him gang prison up to the degree that he did, I think it's great. I think it's great for the future of the community. If if there really is this this repulsion to it, I I, I hope that all of the work that um that uh, DMX and D Block did to to perpetuate prison culture as a part of hip hop culture, hopefully that'll all be abandoned. And and maybe you'll see a whole bunch of people. It's like I kind of like the philosophical and intellectual aspect of the culture more so than the prison aspect. Maybe we can let homosexual culture just take over the the um, that aspect. You you know you can have prisons. So if a whole bunch of people in mass were like, yep, you can have the whole prison thing. I don't know. I think that would be good for humanity overall. Absolutely. And think about now. This is now this is the prison that you're going to now. So. When people talk about jail and how, you know, it's, it's nothing and they kind of just integrated into this thing that's supposed to be cool or a rite of passage, it's not going to be the Oz prison or it, it's not. Now, this is the prison that you go to now. <laughs> this is the new depiction of the prison that you're talking about when you try to be like, yo, I did my time, son. Like, oh, really? <laughs> you changed the game. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got to say, man. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it earlier when you was like, you know, he's changing, he's changing what prison culture is going to mean. And I was like, yo, that's, that's absolutely profound and a good thing because you can't talk that shit no more. You can't pretend that it's some kind of, you know, tough guy gladiator school. Now it's just going to be guys dancing around twerking with pink jumpsuits. And I, I, I think that's an improvement. That it's it's literally the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so ultra over the top gay. Like the way, um, I don't know. You know about penis pants, right? Penis pants. Did you ever? Okay, so El- Eldridge Cleaver, the dude that wrote Soul on Ice, he's the minister of information for right. the Black Panthers. Yeah. When he he had to get exiled from America for a while, and I think he was in France at one point, because th- it's got to be the French that allowed this Nazis to go on. So he was like, "Look, you know what we don't do enough. You know we accentuate the female form, and we got bustiers and all these things." He's like, "Why aren't we, you know, accentuating the sexuality of men? You know, I think that's kind of wrong." So he came up with these things called the penis pants, which is supposed to be the trend of trends, the hottest new trend. And basically it was instead of just a flat front for the jeans, oh, you'd have a little shit. dick sleeve. You'd have a little dick pictures. sleeve. I just didn't know yeah. who it was attributed to where it came, but I yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm dude, looking. I, yeah. I've I've got a picture of it framed at my house. Oh it's my the God. greatest thing <laughs> ever <laughs> that yeah, this man came up with. And then when you read, like he's one of the the best writers I ever I ever read, and that's the only book that I know of him. I think he wrote another one when he became like a conservative Christian, but I never read that one. But just his as a as a writer, I mean, is one of the most gifted. He's just so colorful in his language. Just it's so good. I don't agree with all of his conclusions, but just the way he writes is it just it's amazing. But um, the fact that he could produce something like that live the life that he led, you know, have issues with the cops in Oakland. I think he ran for mayor or something. He ended up in Algeria for a while. And he was like, yo, the cops in, you know, Oakland are way better than the cops in Algeria. 
he had a very just crazy. But you know, with all the hardship and hardness and real shit that he got into, just it's it's insanely comical to me that at some point in his journey as a black radical revolutionary of the 1960s, he ended up in France pushing penis pants. Like the the fact that that was a stop on his hero's journey, it's just it's just one of those things. It just makes me giddy. It's just it's just great. It's yeah. great that the simulation allowed that to happen. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. In the fucking shot, it's the only time I've ever seen penis pants was just from Eldridge Cleaver. Nope. Little Nas X. In, in, and it's a subtle shot. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's penis pants. He tugs on the dude's dick. <laughs> like 30. Have you? Did you see that? Did You didn't watch the video, did you? No. Did you watch no. it? Okay. I, I, could, I so, couldn't bring myself to watch it. So it, it made an indelible impression. So I, I, so it starts off with he's in prison. He's got his plaques on the wall. He's shining his Grammys. You know, he's got him in the prison cell. And then it cuts and he's in another corner of the prison cell where he's simulating um, sex with another man. And you don't see the man. You just see him from the waist up. And then it's like a dude in prison jumpsuits, like just twerking on him. But like his, like the wheelbarrow, where the guy, you know, right. his butt and his legs are up and his hands, he must be doing a handstand to be up at that level. And then it cuts again and he's in the cell laying in the bed. And then another dude is on top of him twerking with his ass in his face. That's the first 30 seconds of the video. Then there's a quick shot where you see the crotch in the penis pants. But that's not enough. Then you see him grip it and tug it. And then they're walking down the hallway just rapping, like walking through like the the the, the aisle of the prison. And it, it was just such, a, I'm like, why did that even need to be in there? It's like if they went out of the way, they just went out of the way. It's like, no, no, no. How can we make it gayer? Okay, before we cut to the shot where you're going to be walking down the prison with, with these two dudes on your arm, you know, um, Let's just have a shot of like the 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 you know somebody dick in the sleeve. You know, we'll bring the penis pants back. People haven't seen them since the 70s. Let's do it. Okay, cool. What well, but wait, that's not gay enough. How about when we cut to that shot, you grab his dick through the penis pants and tug on it even better. And there's no age restrictions on YouTube. <laughs> it's a family-friendly video. Yeah, I can't. I can't lie. With every, with all the images that we've been shown in hip hop, with all the lyrics that we've been fed over time, it feels like it. I, I don't feel like he violated the culture. I just don't mm. feel like he violated the culture with everything that we've accepted, all the content, the the admissions of rape, and and I mean, it's just. I, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Like I don't see where anybody from any generation has a path, uh, like a, a respectable path to outrage about this, because it's clearly a joke. It's clearly a joke. It, it, it seems to be framed as a joke. He, it, with the bright pink shit, is like he's not really talking about being in prison. In the song or nothing like it's not like that's what the content is all the way top to bottom it's just a video treatment and he's trolling people who are upset by him admitting and accepting the fact that he's gay and all this other shit he's he's clearly just trolling 
but people are so bothered by it. But we come from when this shit wasn't presented as a joke. It was like, this is really who I am. I'm a murderer and I get along with other murderers and we go to jail for killing people and selling drugs and this is who I really am. And if you ever had anything to say to, like if you walk up on Styles P and be like, yeah, I know that shit's only entertainment. You're not a real crit. Like, I think you probably get a rude awakening. If you walked up on Sheik, <laughs> I don't know, I'll keep messing with these guys because they call themselves D-Block. Like, if you walked up on them and assumed that that was just entertainment and none of that shit is real and they're not who they claim to be, I think you'd have a problem. I think you, you run into a real issue and you may get into a physical confrontation because they want to own, or at least at, at one time in their career, they probably really wanted to own the lore of being, you know, into deep into criminality and dangerous individuals. None of them were gonna say, oh nah, that, that, that's just entertainment. The shit that people try to pass off now as their politically correct answer to why they talk about and do the shit that they do. I think it's perfect for hip hop culture, honestly, because what it's gonna do is help destroy the seriousness, the path to integrate this shit into people's homes. And nobody, I don't think anybody, you know, parents, a few parents probably did, but I don't think anybody ever thought twice about what the consequences would be to having a whole generation of rappers identifying as drug dealers and cr criminals and prison culture and all of that shit. When people tried to talk about it, everybody just brushed it off like it was nothing. But for some reason, this video and everything else, like this guy, he, was, he gave the devil a lap dance in his last video. And people were really just like, yo, this is horrible. And what do we, you know, this is an attack on our culture. But at the same time, we got somebody like Busta Rhymes, who's old enough to know better, has a viral video went out of him when uh, Bobby Schmurder got out of jail. And Busta Rhymes, like, congratulated him and hugged him and shit and told him that, you know, he's, he, he's, he's getting the keys to the kingdom and you, you're the next generation because of your integrity and all this. Like, son went to jail for being part of some kind of fucking uh, organized crime shit and he didn't tell on the people who could have got more time, so he took the time. And, like, this is, this is what we want to identify as integrity. This is what we want to send into the next generation. This, this is who the old heads respect. They meet him and hug him and shit because he chose to not snitch on his other criminal cohorts. But this yeah. guy wearing a pink jumpsuit and having a guy twerk on him is the end of the world. It's just, it's stupid to me. It's fucking stupid. It's, it's deep hypocrisy. But, you know, I guess if you, you say know, that, then that makes you a coon. I think, too, um, it's like when uh, people reacted to the, uh, the WAP video with Cardi B, you know, right. and the, just being appalled at you know her you know uh wielding of sexuality you know like nah 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 you know that's that you know teaching she's gonna teach girls to to be whores right you know like all of a sudden um there was this social responsibility that cardi b needed to even though her story is yeah i was a stripper that eventually learned how to rap you know and if she was a stripper she took some dick for money more than likely, I don't right. allegedly. I don't know for a fact. I'm, I'm, but I'm certain there was there was some transactional um, operations if, if she was in that lifestyle that long. 
So, and she was like, you know what, but this, I'll learn how to rap. And and she, for a person who just like, I'm going to pick it up, she does it pretty good. Whoever's, she's gotten better. People have been working with her, obviously. So she's putting in some effort um, to, to get good at what she's doing. But I mean, it, it, if, if um, the market is going to support her career as an artist, and that's, you know, I'm not going to argue with it and say it's, it's not good. It's, it's good enough to sell millions of records and make her a millionaire and make her an icon. So, you know, you know, you can think what you want about Black Thought, but he ain't putting out Cardi B numbers. Just figure it out. Right. You know, it's a dumb argument. that. But in the way people reacted about that, there's all this, you know, it's very weird on who we want to hold accountable for social accountability for for music and because at one point it was like everybody was a hater you know fuck c dolores tucker fuck um you know calvin butts fuck them because they're talking shit about you know uh dre and snoop and tupac or whatever and i'm pretty sure on snoop's first album a murder was the case like he made a deal with the devil i'm pretty sure that was the concept of the song yeah it's like yo just let me i'm just gonna sell my soul to satan Fuck it, I gotta do it. You know, I'm gonna be in this life, and you know, and so they're like, you know, this is this is a bit much. You know, the way that we're, you know, uh, treating, and and not only that, I understand from their perspective too. It's like think about all the people um, that aren't interacting with us on a regular basis, um, and maybe this is bad, and this isn't how people should be learning about it. They're coming from the perspective too. It's like this is what you're putting out as black culture. Like, so people just think that black people treat their women like shit and black people are solely focused on, you know, this is being sold as blackness, not just one facet of it. So I kind of empathize with um, their critique. But one of the things that that it was always kind of made it fall on deaf ears was like, if, if you were ahead back in those days, you knew that Snoop and Dre weren't all that there was, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, there's souls of mischief too. They're not as popular, but they were making albums uh, on the West coast and around that same time. You know what I mean? There was, there was other perspectives. There was boogie down productions. There was um, J Ru the damager. There was guru. There was people who were a little bit more socially conscious in their lyrics. And I think those are the people like if, if you heard that, um, that KRS one was dicking everybody um, out of like royalties and shit. Like, like, like everybody complained that Puffy wasn't righteous with them in their business dealings. You know what I'm saying? If if Puff Daddy was going around, you know, preaching shit like he was J. Rude the Damager, then it would be like, okay, you know, you're a hypocrite. I, I could see a reason to get mad. But but it's like, um, when did Cardi B or Little Nas X ever put themselves out? there like conscious i so it it, choose like um cardi b's peddling of sexuality right that's that's a bad um little nas x peddling gayness that's a bad look but peddling the violence that's cool and i don't know i just always felt like it's just a, it's just a different facet. Who cares? You know, as it it, it it I think it only became a problem is when I I gotta think it was like in the mid '90s when it just became 
it is like almost cartoonish. Like it was just everybody had. It was it was after Tupac and the whole Biggie beef and all that. Then it was like everything was in that lane. Everything. Like that was just, it had to be like that. And it wasn't like that up until then. It was just a facet of it. It wasn't like a prerequisite for participating. Right. Uh, and I think uh, I don't I don't think anybody can uh, can deny that this whole thing about especially when it comes to uh, sexuality and hip hop, you know, very few people within the community ha- community have ever showed any type of disdain for how women were represented. Everybody accepted it. Everybody thought it was fine. You could you could run a credit card down the ass cheeks of a stripper and nobody looked at Nelly or anybody in that video and thought that they were perpetuating something that was a problem for the community. It was only when you remove the men from the from the control seat and let women do it on their own avail and use it to their own advantage when it became a problem. I've never really heard any other any men complain about the sexuality in hip hop. I've never heard a dude say, "Yo, that's messed up. That's how you treat video vixens and strippers in a video. That ain't that ain't right." Nobody ever said that. But when you remove the dude from the video and you just got the woman on the floor twerking her ass by herself, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, what are they teaching our daughters?" Like, wait a minute, who? What were you teaching your daughters this whole time? What were yeah. you teaching them? Nobody ever said anything. So that's not even a conversation worth having anymore because. It's clear hypocrisy. Nobody ever cared until you until you remove men from the driver's seat. Like women can't be uh, they can't be whores because they want to be whores. They can only be whores if there's men there taking advantage of the whoredom. So you know, and, and what they call it when a, when a, a prostitute doesn't have a pimp, she's like she's rogue some shit like that. You know, <laughs> she just out here selling herself for her own self and getting all the money. What the fuck is this? This is stupid. You got to have a man that takes most of your money and degrades you and threatens to beat you with a fucking hot hanger. And if you don't, if you're not within that paradigm, then you off you off the uh, you off the plantation. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Something ain't a, right. That's a great point. Hip hop, hip hop doesn't want hoes unless there's a pimp. <laughs> that's the yeah. patriarch. Pimps and yeah. hoes, that's a perfect situation. But if you just have hoes out hoes? here, oh what yeah. wait. Who's who's profiting off these hoes? The hoes are. Oh no, 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 no. We can't have that. It's just stupid. It's goofy. But it, let's it uh, I, I also want to talk about the fact that okay, so I'm assuming when you send me uh text messages about Phil Valentine. I thought I knew the Phil Valentine you were talking about. But are there there's multiple Phil Valentines. <laughs> so I know there's Phil Valentine who gave us graciously gave us our uh, our slogan, but there's another like politically aligned Phil Valentine out here doing things. Not that I'm aware. Of. Oh, okay, because I was I, looking up I only I'm, know the one Phil. I was trying to find what's going on with Phil Valentine and the Thor conspiracy. Oh, no. The reason I said that is because um, those were one of my favorite things to listen to Phil Valentine about when when he would go into that predictive programming and talk about the images that are being shown and why and what the significance is. 
because when I watch, because I told you I'm catching up on all of the um, the Marvel movies, so I'm 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 watching them slowly but surely. Um, and I got around to the third Thor Ragnarok, and I'm like, yo, this is this is just I I I should I be seeing this? Do it all the all like I it was. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, is it wrong? Like it's it's basically just um uh the the whole we're going to mars shit like pack up humanity we've destroyed the world it's a lost cause let's go find a new world is yeah. is that not the theme of the movie oh yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely 100% i'm 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 pretty happy that all this space exploration and mars shit is becoming such commonplace because i f- i kind of feel like uh you know, uh, back to uh, you know, Eye on Sky has mm-hmm. a has a real chance of becoming a reality <laughs> <laughs> because I personally don't think that um, I would want to be a part of any effort to 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 recolonize another planet or another star system. I would rather see all of the people who can afford to leave just go and and just let the planet heal itself without all these extra horrible people on it fucking it all up i think we got to build a space wall as soon as they leave or whatever we're going to do like some kind of way we have to figure out a way to make them maybe if we tell them that we're building to build a space wall before they leave so none of the poor people can ever follow them like they'll think it's a wall to keep us yeah yeah they'll keep they'll think it's a wall to keep us on earth but it'll really be a wall to stop them from ever coming back. Um, that's that's the train I'm on. I'm happy that these guys are going to space. I I, I think it's an an amazing thing. I think uh, the Space Force, the Blue Origin, like all of these guys, I think they should go. I think they should go to Mars. I think Mars is for them. It might be where they originally came from. It's okay, but see, that's that's how I. Okay, so the whole idea that white people are aliens and came <laughs> to earth. I'm watching this this Thor at cuz um Nordic mythology is the whitest you can get. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like if there's a chance like if you're talking to a black dude that's talking about like Papa Legba and all some it, he's on some shit where he's probably like super pro black. You know, he's like yeah, you know, I had to consult the ancestors. He's he's a if you talk to a white dude that's like really into Odin and shit, he's probably super white. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure if you go in, in, in the prison system, there's some there's some Thor's hammer tattoos. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? There, there's oh, yeah. some. <laughs> so, um, so the the whole theme is like, okay, um, white people, um, because of their like even even when it gets into like how the shit was set up, like there's that scene where the ceiling falls out. It's like you want to tell everybody this was like negotiating and working with other people. Nah, you just killed everybody and then you were in charge. That's how it really went down. And and the idea that um because of violence, yeah, all of these things resulted in these high level of technologies. Asgard is like this glistening futuristic city you know that's you know controls the whole you know nine realms or nine planets however you want or whatever and 
there's so much conflict because of the intrigue of the palace and the obsession with power that they basically create hell on earth. You know, they create a situation where their planet is no longer inhabitable because of their white supremacist practices. And eventually they have to be like, well, look, we just got to go start all over again on earth. <laughs> That's where yeah. we're going to go. We look like these people we will be indistinguishable from them. We'll just do the whole thing all over again, but we'll do it on earth. And I couldn't help but to watch that movie. I'm like, I don't know for sure, but I feel like if Phil Valentine made a, 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 a breakdown or like a, you know, uh, let me explain to you what this movie really means. I have a feeling I know exactly how it would sound. That's how yeah. I felt watching that movie. Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. But in this, uh, if you look at a lot of the things that we deal with today, especially in America, days of the week, all this kind of shit, like there, there's a lot of Norse uh, mythology, oh, Germanic God, like there's a lot of evidence of that shit in our calendars and everything else. So it's not like it, it just removed itself from our consciousness. It's just that people don't even really understand where a lot of this shit comes from. You got to be on a certain level of conspiracy theory and anti-establishment mindset to even figure this shit out. Because most people just accept it for what it is. They just say, oh, to Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just regular days of the week. It's like, no, all of this shit is named after Norse and Germanic right. gods. That's how we got here. So they definitely uh, injected their culture into the things that we deal with today. Like I said, I personally, if you, the, the, the idea of white people being aliens from another planet, it, 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 I know it sounds racist. It sounds <laughs> racist. I feel like there's a disavow coming. Keep going. Keep going. It sounds racist. <laughs> but there is something very unique about the way that uh, the majority of white people and white culture in general deal with the planet and its inhabitants. That makes you feel like something is weird about their connection or rather disconnection Black, right to with this whole system like i feel like there's so much evidence that they carry a deep uh intrinsic idea that we have another planet to go to yes and, and, I, and if you and if and if you th if you look at some of the ridiculous decisions being made by the people in power it kind of makes it all make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're living like all of this is disposable. You don't really have a kid. That's why it's like, well, how come we don't ever solve, you know, the issues about pollution or how we utilize resources or overpopulation? It's like, how do you guys just keep going like, 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 you know, like you got an escape pod? Because we do. So it, so it definitely does feel like that. So I, and then that's how I felt watching the movie. It's like, if I was felt like I could watch this movie and break down like every single character and what all of this means, I'm like, yo, this is them telling you how we got here, why we don't give a fuck, <laughs> like, and we plan on leaving again, and right. you're gonna be stuck here in hell. Like, once it's all fucked up, a handful of those of us that matter, we're gonna be gone. Like all of the like the big name characters. And there was a handful of people. And you're right, all of that, like even the word enthralled, 
Like, I think thrall was um, like a Nordic word for slave. So when you say enthralled, like that was the word for somebody that was like, it means like you're captive to something. You know, like I, I got, I'm enthralled with this or with that. It, it has you like under its under its control. You're its captive. I'm like, oh, I I enthralled. I I didn't know that's where because I never knew there was such thing as a thrall. And yeah, you're right. Freya and Thor and yeah. you know, Tear, all, all, the, all yeah, yeah, all of them, all of yeah. them. And it's it's strange to me that okay, so the first the first gods that I was ever introduced to that were self-admitted like rapists and shit like that were okay. yeah were like greek and norse got like they all they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck they do horrible shit and and they can't be a lot judged of rape for from it. indian gods too just to be fair okay cool if like, you go well, into like the vedas and shit there's the yeah but please continue sorry it was the first one that i was introduced to you know like when yeah. i started studying this kind of stuff and you start studying what these gods over here do what these gods over here do the first time yeah. i remember having this thought to myself like why are these gods just raping people <laughs> <laughs> was with like norse and greek gods and shit like that so it was that was a little bit weird they all seem to like like i said when you got a group of people who are willing to collectively fuck the whole planet that they live on with no regard for it. Like, even for, you know, these people are not, it's not like they're just living old with all their money and dying. They're having children, like, so then, and they're not thinking progressively. Like, if I keep dumping this toxic waste in the ocean, even my kids, as rich as they might be, could end up, you know, suffering from this. They just don't seem to give a fuck. So when people say they're from another world and all this kind of shit, at first it's like, oh, yeah, that's goofy. That's kind of hilarious. But the more you look at it and the more you look at the actions and the way people are carrying themselves on the planet, it's like maybe they maybe they do know something we don't know. Maybe they do yeah. have a plan that we have no idea about. And now it's just getting to the point where <clears throat> it's becoming more commonplace. It's becoming more attainable that they can. Like, I think, honestly, within the next maybe 50 years i think it would be realistic for certain people like uh for rich people and their families to just live in space i don't know if they'll make it i don't know if they'll make it to another planet and like colonize it and have you know uh you know fake atmosphere and like all that kind of like that's super space shit that's like hundreds of maybe even more uh years in the future if that kind of shit can even ever happen but to just live on a space station or some shit like that, I don't think that's that far away. No, and if and if you got penis rockets from Blue Origin that get right up there, right? I mean, uh, fuck having truckers. I mean, you yeah, you live on the space station, and every week there's the weekly delivery. You know, here's all the goods that you guys space need truckers. to live yeah. in this fake little reality. Yeah, space <laughs> space truckers sounds like a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that actually is in 1996. There's a movie called Space Truckers. Oh shit! Starring yeah, space... Dennis Hopper and Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's not it's not nothing new. I even think um I think it was on Teach the Children, uh where Rakim had a line where he was like um you know it's like Total Recall, uh they they fly to space you get it we fall something like that where he was talking about basically the idea that you know the elite. You know, they're going to fuck up the planet and they're just going to leave it. It's not even a, you know, a, um, it's not even kind of like a, 
you know, just a recent idea. Like that that idea has been in the conscious for a while. And even I was shocked to hear, like, did you did you hear uh, the la- the last Tribe album that they made? Uh, brief. I, I don't remember listening to the whole thing, but I definitely skimmed it and listened to a few. I definitely listened to some of it. It it, it was. I really liked it. I, I I really 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 liked it. It didn't really sound like like a Tribe album, but it it was good. The the first song on there was called Space Program. Yeah. You know. And the and the chorus is like there ain't no space program, like you know the, the and 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 for as much as they kind of are, they've always been kind of safe politically, you know they never really took you know a hard stand one way or another. Right. They did get like a, a little preachy on beat rhymes in life, but relative to everybody else, like they were one of the groups that were always like let's just let's just make dope shit. You know, you I always I always felt that that was like the you know their main objective. Yeah. But it's 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 like when Tribe is like, yeah, space program. Like that's the name of the first song on the album. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, I kind of think that maybe maybe there maybe there's something to it. And then when you start seeing like I, I even start to think like you know it it maybe all of this is like a simulation. And like the the elite, they basically know like people are just pawns to be used. Like when we get to a certain planet for a certain amount of time, like we have to, you know, cultivate their energy and we have to shepherd them so that we can get things done. But it's really just so that we can eventually rediscover this technology so that we can escape and preserve and preserve the record. That's why we got to always write things down. We always got to find ways to store data and transmit it because it's almost like there's an obligation like to something higher that they, that they're supposed to be amassing this stuff. Almost like the almost like there's a game and like look, I'm going to destroy everything. And and if you win, it's because you were able to like catalog this consciousness and preserve it. And if you can catalog it and get it to the new planet before I destroy the old planet, you win. And then we play the game all over again. And so all the mythologies and all the stories about angels or gods or all these beings that have these powers and it has to do with the sky. Yeah, man, it's space travel. It's just beings from another planet, you know, and how did they come from another planet and how were they of like a higher consciousness or whatever? Because there's some sort of life forms that left before and they they have to keep doing this. So they get to another planet, they they and when they get there, they've been doing this shit forever. So like, sure, we'll teach you how to make weapons. Sure, we'll teach you how to do this. We'll we'll teach you how to do that. And then when you start getting into like, you know, different species of human, like Neanderthals and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like but somehow we still crossbred and then the story about, you know, Adam and Eve and it's like, are you really talking about you know, eating apples? Are you talking about, you know, are you talking about how people are created and and overseeing that process of creation? And 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 maybe and maybe, you know, especially when we get into like the I think it was the Babylonian epic, like they had Gilgamesh and all of that. Yeah. Like there's Ki and Enlil and they're breeding yeah. the people and they get sick of the sounds that humans make when they fuck. So they're like, look, we're out. So I, I don't know. Maybe this all the people were just very creative in the ancient world and they just made all this shit up. But if you take it in aggregate and you kind of look at all of these different cultures all over the world and all over, you know, all these stories that seem to have this common idea 
that something came from somewhere else. It knew more than everybody else and as such was able to organize people in a new way and had the upper hand always in dealing with them and gave all these customs and for some reason their bloodline is important and they're supposed to be in charge. You know, it. I'm not saying it's true. I don't know. I don't know anything. Okay. But it just kind of makes it, it makes Phil Valentine and the idea that white people are from another planet, it just doesn't sound that crazy. It doesn't sound <laughs> as crazy, I should say. Ain't there a, there's an entire, like, ain't there a whole section in the Bible where Jacob is breeding sheep for yes. specific, right, for but specific characteristics? get his uncle, too. Right, <laughs> to hustle somebody. But there's, like, yeah. a whole scientific program and breakdown about genetics and how to get certain traits to be dominant. So, like, all of this shit in the Bible itself. And there's a lot of other things, too, but just that alone... It see, doesn't it seem a little bit uh, ahead of its time to be in a book like that, you know, about genetic programs? Right, because they didn't have Mendel at that time. Right? <laughs> they didn't have so no they, CRISPR. Right. They 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 didn't have. Um, I think I think he was like some kind of monk that figured out, you know, if you cross this plan or whatever. I think he he's referred to as like the father of genetics, and I don't think he was to like the 14th century or something. I could be wrong, but he, cause he was a Christian monk or some shit, I think. You know, so yeah, this dude, you're talking about in an ancient book where they're like, yo, cut your dick skin off or I'll murder you. Right. And this, and, and it's kind of a it's, a, it's a ridiculous explanation that it gives. It's not, he's like, yeah, I noticed if the sheep fuck while they're near the water, then they'll have spots. So I made sure they fucked while they were near the water. It was something stupid, you know what I mean? Like the of how he said that he went about doing it, it was if I remember it correctly. But the idea that he he was savvy enough—that's why I always feel like in that in that whole Norse mythology, Loki is a Jew. This was what I feel like. Mm. I, I, I feel like their story wow. is like, look, we're big and we're strong and we can fuck you up, but these little crafty motherfuckers, these <laughs> fucking slick. And and it's true that, you know, Jacob is Israel, right? So he's our, you know, we want to say King David is our dude. You know, that's our dude, David, the warrior. You know what I'm saying? Getting him 200 dick skins. He ain't fucking around. But really the first, the first Jewish dude is really Jacob. Jacob is, is Israel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, as a hero, he's really a piece of shit. The whole like the like everything. Oh word, the blessing goes to you. Cool. This is what yo, go why don't you go find something else to do, Esau? Let me let me let me go here and like his mother tells him, like, yeah, go deceive your father. Go get the blessing. Like the entire and and it's something where I always like, I, I don't know, are we supposed to be rewarding this behavior? It seems like all of the values that we'd say is is righteous, like he doesn't exhibit any of them, but somehow he's the hero. But he's the hero. Because he deceives everybody. He's crafty. So I always kind of got while the Nation of Islam was like, yeah, you know, you know how those motherfuckers are. And it's kind of hard to defend because when that's like your your dude that everything's named after, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Yeah. But he had no he had, did he even have a choice in the matter? Wasn't his mother told from the beginning? that there's two separate nations in your belly and they're gonna be at war with each other forever? Like it, it wasn't that 
wasn't that like established before he was even born? I, I feel I feel like that's just like the same shit of like, um, you know, those Moabites are the products of incest, right? <laughs> you you know that they came from sleeping. Because even in the Genesis account, I think there's a part where it says where it was blah, blah, blah by the kingdom of Edom, right? So it's, hold on one second. What? Bobby said that he's ready for me to keel over so that he can get inheritance to get the new PlayStation. Honey, first of all, you ain't leaving anything behind to him. Nothing. He gets nothing. And he's got a job. He can get a PlayStation. He doesn't need to kill you for the inheritance. I just wanted to tell you what he said. He's getting getting inheritance. Well, make sure he knows he gets nothing. He said he's trying to replace it. All right, honey. I'll beat him when I'm done, okay? (laughs) Daddy's chicken. I love you. Bye-bye. Beat him. I'll beat him when I'm done, honey. Yes, he's way too comfortable now. We fucked up, bro. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's just like, for anything, like, I'm in here now. I got shit I want to say. But, um... But 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 yeah, Genesis, and it's like I think it's called like an anachronism, you know. So obviously, it's happening at a time where there's already a kingdom of Edom established. It couldn't have been written contemporaneously because they wouldn't have been able to reference it. Well, you know, it's like they, they predicted the future and stop it. So I really think it's all like people figuring out how to write the story to explain some shit that already happened. So if your dude was a fucking piece of shit deceiving everybody the whole time. Just a fucking asshole. Then, of course, when you got to write the history about it, you're like, well, what if it was just supposed to be that way? Oh, well, that's fucking convenient. Right. Like, that's really convenient (laughs) that, you know what, you have to. It's like, well, here's the thing. Omnipotent, eternal God that sees everything ahead of time. Um, You could have just made Jacob born first right if the if the older gets the inheritance i mean didn't you set that rule up and if you wanted jacob to have the inheritance then you could have just had him be born right you you didn't have to do it this way you made the rule you set up how the so you could have put all of this in order unless you specifically were like look i'm going to create a rule then I'm going to make somebody that's going to be a hero. And he's specifically going to be a hero because he breaks my rules and he cheats. And that's how he finds favor with me. What? Yeah. What? I don't, yeah. I don't It's a little strange. So, how do you create the concept of a birthright and make it transactional? Right. Where it can just what, be stolen. <laughs> what's, what's, the whole, what's the point of making it a birthright if you can sell it or buy it? How, I don't, yeah. I don't, and I've never really understood how well I, I can't I can't say I don't understand it. It's always been a little strange to me that people who uh, self-identify as Hebrew Israelites always recount that story as some kind of heroic tale. Like the guy did grimy shit the whole time, but that's the patriarch, and they just they don't look at it as grimy shit. And like, no, it's his fault for selling his birthright. He shouldn't have sold it. It's like, and well. That's why- <laughs> No, and, and that's why I'm always like, you know, people fight about who the real Jews are. On who, it's like, look, if you want it, it's yours. Take it. You can have it. Like, it's like, I don't think you've really, really examined it if you think, like, 
nah, not only is this the realest shit ever, it's ours, and it was stolen from us. All right. Well, explain to me when you get to the part where they cut the hooker up into 12 pieces. Let me know how. Let let me know what the righteous. Um, she was a hooker. Right. The righteous. <laughs> right. But they did. They didn't just cut her up and say, oh, you're a hooker. They gang raped her all night. Right. First. Yeah. I mean, they, well. And, right. And then the guy <laughs> finds her. And it's like, well, since you've been gang raped all night, I have no choice but to cut you up into 12 pieces. Look, sir, you explain excuse to me, me sir. <laughs> what about the people who raped me? Uh, well, you know, we'll figure it out. But you... They're men. <laughs> We're not going to do anything to men. They're the heroes in this story. It must have been something you did. Women are women are uh, meaningless. They're unimportant. So it's like, okay, th- this is the value system, and this is the ridiculous stories that, you know, that are obviously being written in such a way because they're trying to establish truths in a different time period or to justify the layout. And again, if we're about to go to the war with the Moabites, why do I have to hate the Moabites again? Because our great, 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 great uncle fucked his daughters and made these fucking products of incest. That's why we hate them. That's why we have to kill them. Okay, got it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no other reason that God is like, look, I'm going to make a book. It's going to give you the ways to live. It's going to give you all the righteous commandments. It's basically going to be you know, the the whole point of this document is to empower you with a moral animus behind how you live. It's gonna, or, 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 or it's gonna be a moral aim or a guide. And like, okay, so all of these stories and all of these concepts is so that I'm a better person. Okay, cool. So what's the next story? Yo, these girls, they escape. The angels were trying to rape them. He tried to sell you bitches off, but the angels wouldn't take them. So he just had to escape. And God, I had to kill everybody. But then they ended up in a cave and they got their daddy drunk and they raped him while he was asleep. And then we got the Moabites. All right. So should I pay my taxes? I don't. <laughs> is it good or yeah, is it bad? Yeah, nothing. Nothing to see here. Right. Nothing so it's like, okay. here. So again, if you if you want to get on, be on street corners and yell at people and be like, yo, this is our shit. Yo, you can have it. It's all yours, dude. And you good luck trying to explain the 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 good or the bad from all of it. It's just it's just it's just fucking. It's obviously belongs to a different era when people were trying to justify why they needed to be fucking racist and why they needed to invade other countries and kill other people. All of that tribal shit is all there in the in the entire Old Testament. And I it, it is kind of silly that you know um that when we're talking about morality and 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 these high virtues. You know, it was always strange to me that nobody could ever explain that our guy, I think the translation is, uh, I think, supplanter or trickster or some shit. You know, it's in there. Like, our guy is fucking Loki. He's He's just, he's a shrewd, you know, like, fucking you over, lying, deceiving to get what he wants, manipulative asshole. And he's the folk hero. He's the guy that's like, okay, let's build a righteous nation. And this is the guy that's starting us out. This guy? Yeah. He's our guy. Yeah. So that's that's why I always thought like in in you know Norse mythology, you know, at some point they were like, yo, there's there's these other white people around. They're just they're crafty. They're tricksters. Like we're just straight up like, look, uh, we want this land, we'll fight you to get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fight to get the land, told to get it. Hey, um, let me talk to you for a second. <laughs> and these other people's like they just don't operate that way, you know? And and the whole 
And the whole time I'm watching like the Thor Loki shit in the in, in you know in the stories, I'm like, so this is like a dude that's like righteous. He's trying to do the right thing, but he's simple. You know what I'm saying? And this other dude is crafty. And so for this simplicity and innocence and being big and strong and doing the right thing, he's getting fucked over by this this slick trickster dude. And I feel like um, also elves for some reason. I feel like I feel like may, maybe the, I, I've got some like anti-Semitic paranoia within me. But a lot of a lot of times when I see these myths, I'm like, yo, are, you t- are these the Jews? Are you guys was this was this like a shot at the Jews? Like. You know, the, the elves, they live in the forest and they don't fuck with us. And, you know, they got yeah. all these secrets that they won't share with us. I'm like, I think yeah. you guys are talking about the Jews. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have agreed over a very long period of time that this particular group of people represents a particular set of ideologies and, and undesirable traits and shit like that. It's just that they just happen to get like shoehorned into all of these different uh, movies and animations and like there's always this thing with the people who collect the money or the people you know the people who right. run the banks it's like it's always there it's always there and it's super strange it's, it's very very strange but they do have some things like not to get into any deep anti-semitism or anything like that but there are some things that when you look into the the foundational ideas of the religion that give that i feel like if you take a group of people right who are known to be nomadic and moving around. If you take a group of people, they show up in a place and you look at the foundational ideologies of this religion that they have, if they really buy into that and they really have this idea about themselves and what they're allowed to do to people who aren't part of their bloodline, I feel like right. you could you would create problems for yourself in that region over over time. Like I don't think this even if it was uh I don't think it's intrinsic to those people. I think if it was anybody, if you took a mixed group of people and you drop them off in a town that they had never been to and you give them, and they live by this ideology, in in 50, 60 years, I feel like most of the people in the town would want to chase these motherfuckers out and get rid of them. Right. If if this is the idea that you bring to them, like if you're just walking around, like first of all, uh, we're the chosen people and the rest of you motherfuckers don't even matter. And, you know, we we make it a habit of uh, of doing things to y'all that we don't allow ourselves to do to each other. Right. Like, that's what our book says. Our God told us we can fuck you over, but we can't fuck each other over. Like, so wait, fucking people over is not bad? No, 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 no. As long as they're not part of your bloodline, you can fuck them right. over however you want. <laughs> like, I feel like that's going to cause a problem over time. Like, this is going to be some shit that probably comes back to bite you eventually. And when I say come back to bite you, I'm not talking about Hitler or no, nothing like that. I'm just saying shit is going to go bad for you if nobody else around you has these same uh fundamental ideas about how to exist and how to move in the community only this one particular group of people feel and act like this then yeah i could see where that would be a problem and and that's why i say um fuck what you believe in christianity is objectively a higher morality than judaism it's not even but just for that principle alone because you're absolutely right all throughout the old testament especially when you get into like the talmud the idea that of what Jewish people can do to other Jewish people versus non-Jewish people is like, it is kind of appalling. And to like commit it to writing and then to stand behind it and say, not only is this right, it's authenticated by God. 
And then a rabbi comes along and is like, look, um, it don't matter if it's a Samaritan or, a, you know, a Goyim or whatever, whatever, however you want to call, you know, a half breed or an outsider or a race that doesn't belong to us. It's like the only righteous person is the person that's good to every human being, regardless of what they are. You know right. what I'm saying? It, it's it, it it's incompatible. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 not something because people try to reconcile it all and be like you know Jesus was the fulfillment of the law and da, da, da. Jesus completely undermined the law, completely undermined it. If so, you either have to believe that a lot of the shit was just made up and wasn't real, and if there's if there's really a God, then the shit that was attributed to him wasn't correct. Like people were just making shit up and saying it was from God, and so they needed to, you know, be corrected, or, um, or you know, the whole thing is full of shit. There's just, there's just no way to reconcile it, because it's not something, both things cannot absolutely be true. So God says, look, be a racist, dick people over if they don't belong to your group. As long as it's your in-group, be righteous. If it's your out-group, um, all, all bets are off. Morality doesn't mean anything. And that is absolutely within, um, I mean, from everything to like um, selling people into slavery, like don't sell your brother into slavery. If it's somebody else, oh, yeah. have at how much Fuck. are they paying? Right. And, and, and so, um, or even charging interest, like, nah, don't do that to you. That's your dude. Don't try to, but look, if you can make money off other people, fuck them. So it's like, wait a minute, is this? And and so and then and then for Christianity to come along and Jesus to be like, look, um, this is all bullshit. Like this is this absolutely you should not be determining whether you're gonna be good to someone, whether or not you see them as being a part of your tribe or not. This is some it, it's really like it it's it I almost feel like it's just a condemnation of just the evils of tribalism, the whole thing. You know, well, who is my neighbor? You know, everybody's your neighbor, stupid. What if it's a Levite? He's your neighbor. What if he's not a Levite? Doesn't matter. Like, what if he's not a Jew? Doesn't matter. Like anybody, any human being, every human being is is um, from God, is not unclean, and isn't you know just there for to be exploited. So I could understand how that idea would be so offensive to to um, a people that believed that you know um, that everything that they were doing was right. And and like you said, once you put that, um, once you put that stamp of approval from from God on it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it is kind of audacious, but it also kind of makes it beyond reproach. That's the that's the efficiency of religion. You know what I mean? When it's just like, yeah, this is dogmatic. You can't question it. Um, yeah, this is absolutely. Wait, so your ability to fuck me over because I don't share your genetic makeup, that's from God? Yep. <laughs> right. Absolutely. 100%. And it never it never occurred to anybody that this might be one of those uh one of those last minute reversal laws that God wants you to break. Like it, 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 we've seen it in movies before where it's like the only the only uh rule is to never question me. 
And then at the end of the movie, the star pupil questions the teacher. And he's like, yes, that's exactly right. what I wanted you to do. You you saw through the bullshit and you questioned me anyway, anyway and that was the final test. Nobody's thinking when, when, when God's laying out these rules, like, all right, you can fuck people over and kill them as long as they're not of your bloodline. You can rape her if she's not, aver- if she's not married. And nobody ever thought to be like, God, are you sure? And he's like, yes, star pupil. That's what I wanted. I was hoping for somebody <laughs> to look at this critically and be like, nah, son, this ain't right. But they're all just like, okay, well, God said we got to rape you because you're not a, you're not married. It's, I, I don't, yeah, I don't see why anybody, nobody is framing it like that and, and trying to work through it in a, in a critical way. They would just rather try to make excuses because I guess because it serves the overall uh, human corruption. But doesn't it just make more sense that it's an alien fucking with people? Right. This is what I've been saying for a very long time, and and people think I'm crazy. Like, what if he's just a cosmic asshole? What if it's just a fucking space bully writing fucked up laws about how you can deal with other people? He don't give a shit because he's not, you know, he's he's a space bully. He don't give a damn. Let's just be like, yo, if your kids don't listen to you, kill them. (laughs) <laughs> let's just you know what I'm saying let's see what they do if you pick up sticks on the day I told you to rest you gotta die and let's see right. what they do like no they're gonna follow this shit for the next 3,000 years and then he just gets bored and leaves because it's not funny anymore and we're left with these books and these religions and shit and we're destroying each other for generations after generations because some space bully decided to play a joke he's like yo I'm gonna go down there and talk from a burning bush and I'm gonna tell him all these all this bullshit and fucking they, they, they'll never figure it out, trust me. It'll be funny for a thousand years or so, and then we'll just leave and do it again someplace else. That's right. what it seems like to me. It seems like the like the guy who runs the cell block, if he it doesn't mean that he's making good rules just because he runs the cell block. Right. It's just the fact that he's the biggest, baddest motherfucker out here, and we can't say nothing about it. That doesn't mean we're supposed to eventually pretend that this shit's okay. Sooner or later, somewhere down the line, you got to start questioning this shit. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. The the only thing I can do personally is ignore the shit. And I used to want to argue a lot about it because it felt so stupid that it seemed like if you could just lay down a logical argument to people. But it doesn't count when you're dealing with religion and the fear that comes with upsetting the cosmic bully. Well, it's because not just he can, keep, he can keep you yeah. alive forever and torture you forever. That's a hell of a threat. That's a hell I, of a I threat. Don't, I don't even think people hold on to it that much because of that. I mean, I that's definitely a thing. But I think for a lot of people, it's it's just an organizing mechanism for their energies and passions and fears, and it truly anchors them and helps them stay focused and a lot of people are just better people and decent you know where otherwise it may be more of a struggle for them like i i I do think there's a net positive because i i I think that you know and how some people deal with their trauma it's a great it's a great um it's a great tool to help people kind of overcome uh their traumas and their addictions and unfortunately, it's just the sad thing is like if I come to you and I say, look, here's all the things I can tell you that are going to help improve your life, improve the way you relate to the people around you, improve the way you think about yourself and improve the quality of your relationships and 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 how and the kind of civilization you're going to build if you were in charge. 
If I came to you and gave you all the blueprints, most people would be like, yeah, that sounds cool, but I don't give a fuck, you know, or or whatever. You know, it's kind of like, um, yeah, but why should I believe you? It, you know, well, we'll just weigh everything that I'm saying, weigh it in a scale, examine it, test it out, and see if it's effectual or not. Nah, 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 fuck that. But if I come to you and I'm like, look, this dude that only I can talk to told me I saw some gold tablets. I got a magical stone so I could see it. You know, Gabriel came to me. He ain't talking to you. He's only talking to me. Michael came to me. You know, whatever it is, for whatever reason, that's what people need. People people need in a people need a, a, a mystic, mythological, um, authoritative source. It can't, yeah. it can't just be the substance for the sake of substance. And and sometimes, even if there's a lot of substance, you code it and all this grandiose shit, and people just they'll immediately gravitate to it. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. be they'll be more open to it. It's just it's just something about coding it in mythology that just makes it more digestible for people. Like I would I would love to just be able to to hand out the substance to people without all the other shit you know and, and and people but it's like people want you to package it that way or it just doesn't get through i think for a lot of people and so i think those those are people that otherwise wouldn't be as anchored or wouldn't have the discipline and structure in their life that they have um because they have that like cosmic pressure you know from the yeah. like just some people just they they have to have that yeah and it's, it has to be a scary. threat it has yeah. to be a threat. It's got to be a tough guy. You can't have some completely benevolent being that forgives everything. There's got to be a, another side to it. And uh, I think I think the world will become a better place once religion becomes watered down enough to completely remove the Old Testament. I think once you get to the point where you can just like you put out a new Bible that just references an idea that there was some old, because I know you need some of it to tell people about the prophecy and all this other shit, but if they just keep the New Testament and they kind of remix it a little bit, I think if that was the foundational element of, I mean, and I don't even know for sure how much uh, religion, especially Christianity in its entirety, is the foundational element of society anymore like i know people still want to hold on to the idea of god and the bible and but i don't know how much they really truly believe it and try to enact it in their own lives you know what i'm saying like it, it seems weird because it seems like the bulk of it should be about improving and getting to a place where you're better but that's not what people hold on to the most they still want to be like, well, God is a God of war. He is a jealous God. He don't want you worshiping no other gods. Like all these random weird things that are not helping humanity at all seems to be the shit that lingers. But the shit that says like, give away all your shit to the poor, that for some reason doesn't have any sticky effect on the majority of people. When they say he was uh, just bullshit, uh, right? A rich man, you don't really have an easier time, you know, putting a camel through the eye of a needle than going to heaven. That doesn't deter people from trying to get rich. rich yeah. So it just bugs me. I, I don't know. I don't. They, they really pick and choose these elements that they're gonna let represent. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's strange. It's very strange to me how. Um, I mean, I guess the bottom line is what I, the bottom line that I've come to is that they don't they don't actually believe it at all. It's just a no. good. 
It's a nice cloak to put on yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice virtue signal to claim, you know, God wants this and, you know, God and the family and traditional marriage and all this bullshit. It's really just a path for you to be a dinosaur bigot to the people that you don't like. I don't think they really believe it. It's just it's just a different kind of access to power. Right. You know, like if you read the Bible as a sheep, you get a different story than if you read it as a shepherd. If right. you if you read it with the, the goggles on to see um, all of the pearls it gives you as far as the necessary components and and um, concepts to enact in order to organize and control people. You know, you read it with a different set. If you just read it as, oh, yeah, I got to do this, I got to do that, you know, you're looking at something totally different. Somebody else who's more cynical is reading that and is like, oh, shit, this is this is like some iceberg slim shit. This is <laughs> this is the keys to the kingdom. You know, yeah. like I, I and and so I, I think um, you're absolutely right. I think the majority, first of all, the majority of people that believe the Bible don't read the Bible. I've I found that without exception. I've never right. met somebody who will fight you and argue with you that everything from it is absolutely from God who's actually read it. Never. Right. I've, just, I've never, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I've never ran into that person. And I would never try to argue with somebody of whether God is real or not, or there's no truths to this. Like, you know, the idea that, um, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself and that in itself is an act of love towards God and human beings are made in the image of God. Like that as a, as a philos- philosophical concept isn't true in the sense that I can weigh it in a scale, you know, or I can observe it and measure it with a tool. No, nah, but it's true in the sense of if you're, if you're exploring, you know, what morality is, and the, the idea that, you know, if you say that there's this God and you have any obligation to this God and that human beings are in the image of God or that, you know, we wield God consciousness, we have something that makes us distinct from the animals, we, we dabble in this realm of morality, um, then, yes, the, the idea that the highest expression of love towards God is loving other human beings, like I can embrace that as as a high moral standard more so than only the people in our tribe are real human beings that we have to love and be kind to you know yeah so it, it, it it's like it's it's i, I don't want to hurt anybody's faith or to to make people oh well i guess if it's it's bullshit then it's all bullshit nah i'm not i'm not saying it's all bullshit there there may really be a god and some of the things that that got over to us may really be true, but there's definitely some components that are being held out as being absolutely authoritatively true that are just 100% bullshit. And you have to be comfortable to throw some of the shit away. And I would not at all be opposed to just throwing the Old Testament in the garbage. Yeah. Like just completely, I honestly, I feel like it's, it's like, it's 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 morality for barbarians and neanderthals like this is this is this is as moral as we're going to get trying to civilize whatever humans were at that time just brutal pillaging raping sheep breeding and sheep stealing trickster assholes you know whatever human beings were at that point you know when when your solution 
to when your solution is, hey, uh, th there's a whole town of people at my door and they want to rape my angels. Well, how should we solve this problem? Let them rape your daughters. Okay. <laughs> when, when that's the moral answer, we're talking about a different kind of people. We're right. not, we're talking about human beings in the most infantile stages of civilization and what we would call morality. They're worlds away. You couldn't explain to them. Like go to the go to that guy and say, listen, um, you can't rape the angels because people have sexual autonomy. Uh, and and we like you would try to explain someone who's banging on your door demanding to rape an angel, you can't explain to them why women aren't property. Right? Yeah. You can't, right. you, you can't explain. Right. You can't you can't even have a conversation where you could explain any of these highlights. So so you're dealing with something that's totally different. I think I think the whole point of the New Testament was like, okay, human beings, you've gotten to a place, you've got these stories or whatever, and they, they gave you some that was phase one of of ceasing to be savages. This is this is the shit that you got wrong that needed to be corrected a little bit more. And eventually we'll get to a place where we'll have that we'll have that conversation all over again. You know, and I and I think that's the whole point and concept of like the idea of there being a living word. You know what I mean? Like right. if there is any kind of pulsating, radiating, godlike logos or or vibration or whatever that's in everything and through everything and it affects consciousness and influences how we relate to each other. It's not that it's in flux and it's in changing. It's changing. Is that hu humanity is 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 getting more in tune with it, or there's there's an impulse within human beings to want to be more in tune with it within some people, and then those people become prophets at at different stages in humanity because human beings are trying to do some shit, and there's one or two people that speak up and it's like, no, nah, I don't think we should do that. I don't think we should rape the angels. I don't think we should murder everybody that doesn't look like us. Like, I don't think that's the best way to live. I don't think we should just try to starve people and exterminate them off the face of the earth, you know? Yeah, it should be pretty simple, a simple concept. And I mean, to, to keep it all the way real, one of the people started editing the book immediately. It's been, you know, so it's not like it's really some kind of protected or sacred document because people have been changing shit pretty much the entire time it existed, especially when it comes to what's available for the average person to go purchase right now. If you go to, you want to go to the store, you want to go online or Amazon something and buy a Bible, there's 78 different Bibles you can buy and they're all going to say different stuff. You know, we know that churches have taken shit out and said, this don't need to be in there, that don't need to be in there. So if all of that's acceptable, why not just chop off the whole Old Testament? Just give I us a quick story in the beginning about how there was a, people a long time ago and they prophesied the arrival of a guy and here's the guy. And like, just like you would start a movie. You don't have to tell, you know, you start Lord <laughs> of the Rings. You start Lord of the Rings right here. You got a little monologue at the beginning that's like, you know, a long time ago in a land far, far away, there was a person who was supposed to come and here's that person coming right up. So we're good. We're good. We don't have to go through all of the barbarian shit you know, there's a time that you need to throw away the safety videos that were recorded in the 70s. You know, you right. got a whole different level of employees right now who don't who aren't going to respond the way you think they're going to respond 
to watching these videos that warn people about what's going to happen on the job. The machines have changed. The consciousness of humans have changed. People are just different now. You just don't, you got to stop showing that video eventually. Sooner or later, it's going to start causing more problems than it solves. And I think we're way deep into that territory when it comes to organized religion. It's, it's, it's causing a lot more problems than it's solving because you see what humans gravitate toward. You see what they gravitate toward. They're gonna just they're gonna keep the bullshit in their head and they're gonna keep doing it. And if this thing has any influence at all, I think humans owe it to themselves to give it another renaissance. I mean, I like what you did between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now let's it's time to start talking about is the Old Testament even still like do we really even need it anymore? Let's just continue the conversation. That's all I'm saying. This is not even starting a new conversation about how to treat the book. Let's just continue the conversation and continue trimming the fat. Why not? It, could it really hurt anything at this point? I think it's good to preserve for the sake of for the sake of history. And that's why that's why I'm not down with whitewashing shit. Like, no, these were some angel raping, gang baking, banging, murderous fucking violent assholes that that the, that's what human beings were don't try to cover it up and don't throw it out and say oh yeah just choose not to be like that but recognize that's where humanity was at like preserve it like it should be preserved i don't think it should be looked to as an authoritative source especially for morality but um but to to have like this this magical thing on it like this, this, oh, it's magic. It's, it's one culture's collection of stories, most of which, if you really look at it, were, were absolutely compiled for the sake of giving uh, that people a sense of, of pride and identity. That's it. That, that's why you got to know about the ancestral Moabites. You got to know that other people sucked and they weren't like you. You got to know that the Samaritans were some half breeds. They weren't pure like you. You got to know that. Like that's all, all of the stories are centered around establishing like this pure, this pure identity and this distinction from everybody else. And I remember I used to hear people explain that, you know, you know, it's a peculiar people that's God's chosen and da da da. It's like, nah, it's just, it's just racist. It's just really just racist. It, it, it's just really a complicated, sophisticated, and long drawn out explanation to be racist. <laughs> like it, it's not until it's not even in the times of Jesus. It ain't till Acts chapter 10 that anybody even brought up the idea that anybody except for Jews would have anything to do with God. Peter has the vision where supposedly God tells him, Don't call anything I created unclean or unpure because somebody told him like yo there's this dude this italian dude you got to go speak to he's like i ain't going to no fucking italian dude's house what you want me to get goyim aids the fuck you doing god no i'm not going in there no i can't fuck with that dude i'm not gonna sit with him he don't got his dick skin cut off he ain't shit fuck him i ain't fucking with him He's a pork-eating, extra-dick-skinned having goyim son of a bitch. And I will absolutely not deal with him because I'm pure. I'm clean. It's like, you motherfucker. Like, go into the motherfucker's house. So, th this is, so this isn't even during the times of Jesus. This isn't even after. This is like years after he dies before, as a concept, the notion of non-Jewish people that would have anything to do with God even comes up.
Yeah, so I feel I'm like gonna... you, I feel like you got a strong future in translating Bible stories. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like remixing it. Yeah, I feel like that would be a good segment. That would be something we should, we could put some time into and just tell some of the most important Bible stories, just using exactly the language you just used and ending them with the moral to the story is this is basically just a path to how to be racist. <laughs> this it. whole book is just a, a really long, drawn-out explanation on why it's okay to be racist and how you can do it most efficiently. Right. That's, well, that, how how yeah. do we get a us versus them dynamic going? Right, yeah. It's the whole thing, so fuck it. Dude, I, I'm with it. I think we should definitely be uh, remixing, breathing some new life into this book and teaching it to people very differently over the next few generations. I, I mean, we, we're not trying hard enough to guide, uh, to guide the consciousness of society. We're not. Everybody's just arguing about whether or not there should be gay rappers, you know, whether or not women should be in control of things. Which, by the way, I feel like patriarchy had a point. I, I don't think they did it properly. And I think it was unchecked and unbalanced, but I, I'm I'm starting to think patriarchy had a point, because shit's getting bad right now, and the reason it's getting bad is because of feminism and the freedom that we afford to women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, I, I I don't want to disavow that <laughs> because I can't argue with it because if if this is the end result, like society hasn't gotten better, and and right. and and, it, and, it, and it's it's just about you know. Like even even in the ways that women are promoted to be like strong women, all it is is it's it's just doing the worst shit that men men did and then emulating. Right. right. <laughs> like so I'm like, how is this feminine? This is this is re all the shit, and it, it's what it inevitably becomes. Like whenever it's us versus them, it, eventually when you don't have it as as a us, you gotta have a them you invariably end up emulating all of the worst things uh, that you are supposedly railing against your enemy. So women talk about how horrific men have been, you know, and then it's like they become CEOs. I'll be even more cutthroat. I'll show them. I'll put on a pantsuit. I'm going to fire everybody because they're going to think I'm some sort of sensitive bitch that's just thinking about people's feelings. Nah. So it's like they, they actually end up being hyper-masculine. You know, like in all of these things that you see. So like how, so it's women empowerment. So how is the women empowered? So now the, so we all this whole time, we've had all these stories and it's about men killing other men and taking over shit. And so, you know, that's wrong. Oh, so femininity is going to come over. So what does women empowerment look like? So they're just going to like negotiate and there'll be this diplomacy and they'll find a peaceful uh, negotiation nope. so that all parties are satisfied and nope. everybody's taken care of. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to be the ones doing the violence now. Their hands behind the trigger. So we'll yeah. come up with a female superhero. Anybody that disagrees with her, she'll fucking blow up and murder. And see now, look, women are empowered. But but this is this is this is just this is penis violence with no penises. That's it. It's still the same vibe though. Violence without the penis. <laughs> this it's is terrible. penis behavior with no penises. It's like terrible. if that's the response to the patriarchy then then fuck it it's it, it's no point and if so if the freedom is like well you know we wanted to subject women because we just like having sex with women and we like to you know we like to have access to them so so you're in charge now okay so you're gonna be like like super righteous with your pussy and 
only give you you're going to treat your pussy sacred no. oh no 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 i'm going to give it away even more than before okay right. to the All men right. who to, to the to the most toxic of men they're going to be the ones to get it right so, so okay so you fucked over how many millions of people to make your millions of dollars you get my pussy so we're right. not even rewarding decent. So all of the, it's just all the work. All it is is to justify how we're okay with the worst shit in the world. And every once in a while, it's like, look, we're not going to change anything about the worst shit in the world that we do. We're just going to give it a different name. We're going to get it a, a different cut of, coat of paint, but it's going to be the same shit. So let me t- let me tell you about this little study thing that I, I came across the other day. I was talking to my daughter about all this wild shit that's happening with you know, on the internet with women and femininity and and penises and spas and all all the crazy shit that's going on so this this study is was saying that uh when at the height of this whole patriarchal thing most women could expect to be married in their lifetimes right the overwhelming majority of women no this is across all their different social strata did you know everything was accounted for most women would be married but now that women have more power and choice that only the top 10 percent of men are the ones who are found desirable which i thought was kind of it's kind of ill right because you would think that that's what that's what they would say the patriarchy was going to do anyway. It's like, oh, only these guys, the best, the top, the alphas are going to be the ones who get all the women. That's not really how it was uh, effect, happening in real life. So they show uh, um, how men rate women on dating sites. The way men rate women on dating sites is across an almost identical curve. Majority of men look at a woman and say, she's a six, she's a seven, she's an eight, she's a nine. And almost all of them agree. It's just a perfect curve. It's just hilarious. But women, the way they judge men on dating sites is everybody's a fucking ugly, horrible slob except for the top three or four percent of guys, and they're all gorgeous. So there's not a curve like, okay, he's nice. I like him. He's all right. They're all shit except the perfect guys. But when women judge men, it's just a cool curve. Like, all of them are just okay, and then there's the super gorgeous ones and shit, you know. But that shows you right there like when you give them the choice nobody's getting married the, the, <laughs> no men are going to be good enough except for the top three percent and all of the women no matter where they fall on the scale all think they should have the same access to the top three five percent of men like i don't right. understand how that makes any sense where is the nuance that comes from femininity where is the like where's all this wispy ideals that we attribute to the feminine side when all they're really going to do is be like, all of you guys are pieces of shit. Get the fuck out of the way. I want Brad Pitt. Right. But this is, this is the culture that we've produced. Like this is, this is, this is what you get when you put commerce as the absolute tie. And it's not to rail against capitalism, but I'm just saying it's like, they're two totally different conversations. Like, we talk about commerce and you talk about culture, but when commerce is responsible for all of your culture, th- this is what you get. So we yeah. just don't have any kind of values that bind us together. That's why you, you have to come out of the status quo and decide for yourself and put new value on everything around you. Like you, you have to create culture yourself or choose to align yourself 
with with a culture that values because every everybody else is just I, I you're you're just unhappy. It's just no nobody is happy. Everybody has everything and nobody's happy. And it's just I I feel like this is what you get when it's just decadence is the most important thing, convenience is the most important thing and 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 character doesn't matter and you don't want to force people to have culture, right? You don't want to like well, you have to do this, you have to do this. Nah, freedom means like, yeah, you could just not give a fuck. But I think people are finding like when you don't have any kind of meaning or any kind of purpose or any kind of values, you're just, you're not happy. Cause, cause, cause I, I definitely in our generation and the generation before, women just weren't like that. It is it, is you could be an ugly broke dude and be a good dude and get something. Something. You know what I mean? It, it it's it's only now that social interaction is um basically confined to the internet that you start seeing these things. Cause it, it it's 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 a it's a system in which um just like how you know you go to the store and you buy something off of, um, you know, you buy an apple, right? And you look at all the other apples there, you figure out the apple that you want, it's at a store that's close to you, it's convenient, you buy it, you have the apple, you eat the apple, it's like, mm, this is delicious. The internet makes it to where it's like, yo, you can get the tastiest apple that's ever, it's genetically engineered in a lab where we take the most tasty apple seeds and we cultivate them and blah, 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 and we ship it right to your door. And, and it's like, no matter where you are in the world, you can get this apple. It doesn't have to be indigenous to your area. They just, you know, so it, so if you apply that same thing to people, you know, then this is, this is what you get. Like, so where commerce has made it very convenient for, you know, getting material things. And because we don't really have a, a culture that values anything that's important, we just apply the same standards to people. So it's like, yeah, there's a dude down the road that's cool. You know what I'm saying? He's nice to me and shit, but I can get on the internet and this dude that's, you know, just got drafted into the NBA is in my DMs. I don't give right. a fuck about that. I got the juiciest apple and I've got access to it and it's a, he'll fly me out, you know, so I can go hang out with him and we probably won't get married, but I could be like, yo, I was in this, you know, I was on a yacht and I got fucked by a ball player, and and that's how everybody is interacting. So we've just basically applied all the principles of like soulless commerce um, to how we obtain our goods and products, and we've just applied it to dating and human beings. Facts. What she doesn't know is all that apple is just gonna explode on in her mouth and go back about his business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm she pour my that's, juice out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Juice me, and I'm out of here. But fuck it, hey, yeah, I, I agree. You, we we created this because we thought we had shit under control for so long, and we sat back and we put our feet up, and we just reveled in this idea of unchecked patriarchy, and we created it. We did it. We did it on our own. So we got to deal with it, and it only it only sucks because you think about the f the future of real relationships and you want your kids and people to be able to find good people to spend their life with and shit like that like me because i personally don't give a shit because i'm so far out of out of the game it's not even funny anymore right. i told my lady i was like if we if we weren't together if we, i would just i'll just buy a prostitute twice a week 
and just stay home and watch Netflix. I wouldn't I wouldn't even attempt to 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 build a real relationship with a person in this world with these things that we have at our disposal. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't even try. It wouldn't even be on my radar. I'd be like, look, as long as I'm making enough money to buy sex a few times a week, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. I don't care about the rest of this shit because I think it would be such a, a pointless pursuit, especially for somebody my age. Like, it'd be different if I was, you know, 20 years old in 2021. You might not feel the same way. But being the age I am now, right now, looking at the prospects and the shit that people go through. No, just just buy the sex, bro. Fuck it. Fuck it. That just seems like a better investment for me. But luckily, I'm fortunate enough I don't have to deal with it, but shit's pretty crazy out here, man. And uh, the birth rates are showing, the divorce rates are showing, and uh, there's not enough uh, old, miserable people on the internet <laughs> warning us about what we're about to get ourselves into. They're all just old and bitter. They're like, fuck all these young people. Just, I, I don't give a shit. And the, the ones who got money are are on a yacht somewhere banging your favorite Instagram model. So, owning them all. Right, so they're still winning. <laughs> they still winning. You know what There saying? is no such thing as low-hanging fruit anymore. You can't get it. Yeah, and, and all, all it is is an affirmation of, of why uh, intentional communities are the only out. Like, there has to be some sort of purposeful disconnect from all of this and a, and a prioritization of the things in life that we're so detached from, but that actually give us meaning and help us to make more conscious decisions about every aspect of our lives. And like, what we're in right now doesn't lend itself to serve that idea in any way whatsoever it's just it's just more of this and it's yep. just to the degree of how bad it's going to get before uh we we choose to create something else or everything falls apart and we have no choice but to create something else but you're talking about a world where um people can't even the most basic thing for human survival people can't figure out how to connect get over their dysfunction, get along and fuck and make more people. We right. can't even do that right in, in, a, in a meaningful way. In a meaningful right, way. Right, right, and right. This, and it's crazy that you, you arrive to this place so naturally, if you're fortunate, you arrive to this place so naturally because when you're 17, 18, 20 years old and you're young, all you're thinking about is doing the most non-meaningful, disconnected sexual activity as often as possible. And then you see... I don't even know if I personally ever realized the detriment that that behavior has. I just met somebody I liked enough to stop pursuing that shit. My life changed, and then you come to the realization through living it. But there was never a time right. where I was like, I really need to settle down and stop trying to bang everything that moves. Like that never, that never happened to me. You know, I didn't have that conversation right. with myself. It just the 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 thirst and the hunger for it phased out because of the relationship that I was in and how serious, how real shit got, having kids and not wanting to be a freaking, uh, you know, disconnected father with multiple baby mothers. And like, you know, you just get this sense of, I, you gotta do this right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I had enough examples of, you know, my mom and my dad were split before I was born. You know, I've never even seen them in the same room together on no good vibe type shit. Like it was over before I even came out. So I just knew that I didn't want that type of uh that type of relationship i didn't want to have to juggle and navigate that type of relationship 
in my own life. I just didn't want that stress. So I was avoiding certain things, but I never had that realization of uh, behavioral changes or anything. It just seemed to be a natural progression of growing up and being with somebody that you like. You understand the uh, the threat of not being with them or doing something stupid that fucks around and breaks up y'all. You know, you you just get it at a certain point. But right now, it's just like everybody's telling dudes not to get married. Uh, women are telling women to waste dudes' times and get as much as you can get from them. And these are like these are not twenty-year-old chicks giving advice. These are thirty-five-year-old women. Like, yes, bitch, get the purse. And it's like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where this goes, but it's, it's starting to look like it might get pretty bad. And we we're only seeing the opening stages of it right now. You know what I'm saying? Because just imagine. 15 years from now, 20 years from now, the birth rate's already fucked up. The the divorce rate's already over 50%. So just imagine 15, 20 years from now with this, you know, these apps being what they are, as important as they are, people having these delusional self-images about who they, uh, what, what they represent in the marketplace and what they should, uh, the entitlements that they have. And it's, and especially when most of it is based on superficial shit, you know, men set the standard for it because we all, we told people that, you know, having money and having a good job and having these assets was something that should place you above everybody else, above and beyond ideology, how you act, how you treat people. Fuck all that. I got a million dollars. So that means I should get the most beautiful woman. So now on the other side, and we, and we also tried to rig the game by saying these same, these things don't count in favor for women. So if a woman goes and starts a company and she's a millionaire CEO, she shouldn't have the same attitude that a male millionaire CEO has because different things appeal to men than they do to women. You know, so being rich and powerful as a man is awesome. Being rich and powerful as a woman is a turnoff for men. We want you to be submissive and and cook and clean all this shit. So it's like you fucked up the whole game by setting up these things as the penultimate qualities and then not giving other people access to the same thing with the same results so we screwed that up big time and i think personally what i'm I'm a big proponent of whatever has to happen has to happen so even if uh you know 20 years from now less and less people are being born nobody's getting married i think the people who grow up living in in that paradigm will have a different understanding about the importance of relationships. But there's nothing we can say from here that I think is going to convince them to change their behavior. I think young people are just going to have to come up in a fucking desolate wasteland of, you know, what used to be. And, and that will change them enough to make them shift their perspectives. But I don't think it's anything we can do right now. I think we're fucked. To a degree, not completely <laughs> fucked, not completely fucked, but I think it's just going to have to, ain't going to be no working it out, ain't going to be no uh, talking people out of it. They're just going to have to live through it. We're going to have to have a bunch of old ass women and old ass men. Dude's going to be riding around with Viagra and expensive watches. Women are going to be walking around with Brazilian butt lifts and super long eyelashes at 75 <laughs> with no kids and shit like that. And then when young people, the, the young people who are born out of that fucking turmoil, when they look at those people, they're going to be like, damn, we got to do something different. And I think that's the only way out of this shit. Everything else is just going to be like, we just got to deal with it. Just be happy we, 
we ended up in meaningful relationships and totally reap the fucking benefits of it and watch everybody else waste away with their bullshit. Dude, talking to you has definitely helped me just come to the terms with the fact of some case of Rasarah shit. Like, yeah. it, it absolutely is a part of the process. It just has to happen. There's no, you, you, because my instinct is just to talk people out of it. Like, I, I, I really have a delusional sense of, of, um, my ability to persuade people. Like, I'm like, no, I can just reason with people. And obviously, no, there's no reasoning humanity out of this. It's really just how long is the hand going to be on the stove before people are like, okay, right. We, right. We, we need something else. But yeah. I, I also, the, the, the Alex Jones in me is like, the, the same people um, that are telling us in allegory about the white aliens of Asgard colonizing Earth and we all need to escape on the spaceship are the same people giving us all of these shallow things so that we're not fucking and creating right in a meaningful way. Right. So it's almost like, look, we're trying to get the numbers down so we can fit as many of you on the spaceship as possible. <laughs> we're doing it for your own good. We're shepherding you into... <laughs> they don't want us on those ships, bro. They, the only place they want us on those ships is in the lower decks where the septic shovels are and the fucking <laughs> <laughs> where the garbage disposal is. Couple powered ships. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place they have you. And they got better technology, but they said, "Fuck it." Part of their existence is living, knowing that people are suffering beneath them. So they're like, "We could have some clean energy burning in here, but let's just use coal." That way, we get people to shovel. I want to see their their black, sullen faces. I want to tour through the bottom <laughs> levels of the ship, and, and I just want to breathe in the despair. For just that's what I want my weekend vacation to be, and then we'll go back up to the upper decks and we'll chill. They they need suffering to run their machines. That that's part of the equation. That's Dude, truly part I, of the equation. I think so. And if you start thinking about the gods and employing the same tactics of Jacob with the sheep and how they breathe, it's almost like a science of. How many of these motherfuckers do we actually need so that we can have this position? Right. You know, so like back in the day, yep, I need some farmers. I need I need a miller. I need a smith. I need so it's like all of these things is like in order for me to rule from this throne, I need some astrologers. I need some priests. I need these organizers, and I do need these people to be my soldiers, to be my bakers, right. to be my everything. And then as we get more and more to this transhuman shit and with AI and robots and everything, I do get the sense that there's almost like they're trying to do it as like kind as possible to be like, you guys have kind of outlived your usefulness. Like we we kind of can make this thing happen without as many of you. So we're, we're there, so there's really just this push from, you know, have less, own less, be less don't breed, don't have meaningful relationships, don't attach. Like, this whole thing of, like, planning your future, just just get that out of your head. That's not... Eventually, we're going to have enough robots. We'll need, like, 10% of you to basically maintenance the robots. That'll be your job. Because you're, you're only elite if there's somebody to compare it to. Right. Yep. There it is. There it is. That's the intrinsic truth right there. You're only elite if you have somebody else who's suffering. Because if everybody's just sitting there rich with all the Rolexes and drinking all the wine and shit, how, how long do you think they'd enjoy that? They need Hunger Games. I, I could be totally happy with that. 
that's my utopia, a world where everybody has what they need, everybody's chilling, everything is great. Like, I don't need to have more, like, I don't need excess. You know, like, the, the prospect of people, <laughs> like, the majority of people being fulfilled, that that is meaning. But I, I do get what you're saying, because I do think that there is, there is, like, a, a faction of society that that's, that's all that there that that there is. It's it's not just I I have like whatever exuberant luxury looks like. That's what I have to have. Because people talk like, well, you know, regular people now, you know, we live better than the kings of like two thousand years ago. Yeah, you're right for conveniences and technology and what we have access to. You're absolutely right. We we like the variety of food that we have access to. Like, this is unheard of in the ancient world. Like, so we truly all do live better than kings by, like, a quality of life standard. But that didn't mean, like, okay, we came to a point where everybody lives, like, higher than the king. Okay, so we just had to upgrade what it is to be a king. Right. You know, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we just had to, okay, cool. So if everybody has that, I need something that's even more baller than that. So cool, you have a three-bedroom house with running water. That's a fucking mansion. Like that's that's a marvel. That's like some alien shit to somebody two thousand years ago. So you know what I need? I need an eighty-room compound. You know, like with thirty bathrooms. Like I gotta have something to make myself distinct from you, because that's that's the only reason why you could want something like that. There's there's no utilitarian purpose for it. Yeah. It's just to outdo whatever the baseline of human existence is. You have to keep that gap. We got to have the gap. If we don't fucking have the gap, everything collapses. You know, and that's one of those uh, redemptive things about the people who run shit. It's like you stumble across these things that they may know sometime. Like, you have no idea. Like, we, we think everything would be better if if less people were suffering and we all had what we need. But they're like, nah, son, trust me. That would be worse it would fuck everything up. Everybody would be tearing each other's throats out. This is the only way the system can be maintained for any long period of time, is that we have this really high opulence over here that you may or not be able to work your way into, and then we have this complete destitute suffering over here that you may or may not be able to work yourself out of. And this is the only way it works. We've tried all this other shit, we've tried all these other iterations of the Matrix. This is the one that lasts the longest. Trust me, you got to be able to buy a, a $7,000 purse two blocks away from a person who's overdosing in a tent. <laughs> this, this is the only way it works. It's the only way it works. Uh, it's sad. It sucks. Horrible. But I, I just I, the only thing I'm going to say is that I think everybody should take a um, take a bout and take a, a, a time of being plugged into the idea that your only responsibility is to lead by example. You know, it's just going back to what you were saying about having a need to convince people about what's good and what's right and how, and what's going to make us better in the long run. I think we're just programmed and set up in a way right now where we don't want to listen to that shit. You know, we've worked in this idea that every opinion is, is valid and everything is on is level and equal and, there's no way to back out of that conversation anymore. There's no way, even with basic logic, people are just going to argue with you for the sake of arguing. 
And this is what social media is designed to reward. That's the behavior that is designed to reward. It's not created for us to be like, oh, you know what? You might be right. Let me look at things differently. It's created for you to be, to say, I don't care what you're talking about. You're a homo and you probably eat children. So your, your opinion is invalid. <laughs> and that's just, that's just where it's going to go. So I think choosing to lead by example in your own life and make it so that the, the, the things that you practice, the ideology that you hold on to, if, that, if that's not the main factor or the main beacon of light when it comes to changing other people's minds, then I think we're failing. I think if we have to, I think it's barbaric, it's some old pontificating bullshit to where we all get together in a room and argue for hours and get drunk and shit like that's 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 just some elitist bullshit that they did to waste time. And even though the the, the conclusions that they came to got passed down to us and the philosophers and all that shit, like they did a great work for us to be able to reference it and look at it and help build our own world. But I think we're past that point right now. I think with social media destroyed any real uh, opportunity to come to objectively correct conclusions with other people on the internet. So I think leading by example and talking directly in real life to people that you care about should, should be our our only focus right now. Like if, if what you think, you know, if what, if you think you know what's right and what's correct, if people don't come tap you on the shoulder because your lifestyle and your, um, your, your results are so attractive that they want to know what it is you think and believe and how you carry yourself on, then I don't think you're doing it right. So no matter what type of uh, points you can articulate, no matter how you can navigate a debate, I think we're fast approaching a place where all that shit goes out the window. They should just stop you and look at you and be like, yo, son, your skin is glowing. Your wife and your kids are smiling. You look happy. What, what, do you, what is it? Are you a Republican or a Libertarian? Right, right. If that's not how the conversation starts, we fucking up. So I think whatever Where are you getting is, your adrenochrome from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what, what chemical are you ingesting to make you look so appealing to the rest of us right now? So are, are, is it veganism? Is it homosexuality? What, what is it that you're doing that's making you so happy? If that's not the way it goes, you're fucking up. If you're preparing to write a long paper or an article or you're preparing for a debate, I think you're wasting your time right now. You should just yeah. be strutting around with so much happiness or I, what they call big pipe energy. Like you should just be strutting around with that shit and showing it off so much in your everyday life that people come to you to try to adopt the thing that you've adopted. I think that's the way for us to move in the future. And it's going to separate you from, I mean, if you're addicted to the stress and the argument chemicals, then by all means, do what you got to do. But I'm just saying that in my opinion, I think that's the way that we move forward with convincing greater society on uh, how we're supposed to be moving and carrying ourselves. So I'm, I'm getting, I'm just starting early. I'm removing myself from all of those conversations. The only people I'm going to talk to are people I care about, and I'm going to try to do most of it at the very least, if not in person, over the phone. And uh, none of this internet shit, I'm, I'm completely unplugged from all of it. I don't think I can convince anybody of anything. Nothing. Not whether it's political, social, or what stock to invest in. I don't think I can convince anybody of anything. 
The only thing I can do is lead by example and show the results of the shit that I chose. And that's what I'm going to be looking for in other people. I don't care how you uh, articulate your argument. If you don't, if you don't give exude happiness and fulfillment, I don't give a shit what you're doing with your life. And it, and it sounds selfish um, because of the way that we've been trained. Like, you're virtuous if you're continuously going on and on about other people. But the reality is none of that's effectual. Like, if, and if there's no efficacy, what's the point? So, like, for all of the lip service of being focused on uh, the others, well, what about them and these people and, oh, no, Coney is eating babies. None of that ever translates into anything that actually um, changes anything, but it's probably why that's what's promoted, you know? And so it feels counterintuitive, like, if you're not exuding that level of happiness, if there isn't that much love and order in your own life and within the circle that's around you, then maybe that's the primary thing to think on. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. why aren't you exuding that happiness? What, what, and so it's almost like when you see those wedding um, arrangements where they have like all the glasses, you know, stacked on top of right. each other, mm -hmm. you pour it all into that one glass and it overflows into everything else. Right. And, you know, it, it, there's something to be said about seeking out your own personal happiness. And it seems like you're being focused on yourself and you're not giving a fuck about anybody because you're focused on making you happy and the people around you happy. Well, yeah, but I'm not thinking about Coney and what Coney's doing. So I'm not really being a good per person, you know, and I don't know what the Democrats are doing or the Republicans are doing. So I guess I'm not really involved in making real change and helping people. Yeah, that those are all lies and distractions. And it, it may make you feel like you're doing something for everybody around you and you're focused on it, but none of those things actually change anything. You you could have a good conversation, you could bring awareness or enlightenment on a particular subject, but you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, if you're just solely focused on your own happiness, that's gonna give you so much more influence for people to be open-minded because at the end of the day you're never convincing anybody somebody's just ready to accept some information that they weren't ready to accept before it's all the onus is always on them and you don't get them to that point that they're willing to to embrace or 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 look into that additional information um until you get them to a point where there's something attractive about the way that you live and especially now more than ever like if if you're a righteous person that prioritizes like being honest in the dealings that you have with other people and 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 doing right by the people that you have relationships with and in meaningful ways like that is more profound and powerful i think than ever before because the culture at large has nothing but emptiness in those things mm -hmm. like it's desperately looking for something with some sort of value and it's not there. So everybody's angry because everybody's unfulfilled. Everybody's unfulfilled. And, and even though they have more than ever before, we've got more gadgets and more toys and more conveniences. I mean, fuck. Like, I remember when we used to buy DVDs. You could press a button and watch whatever the fuck you want. And it's still like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to cut. I'm going to go cut in the bathtub. And we're more uptight. We're more uptight than we were with all of these things. I think we owe it to ourselves and a greater society to unplug and turn inward for a little while. 
just as a as an Absolutely. experiment because being tapped into all this new information is definitely not helping so i think we owe it to ourselves to turn inward it may i mean you know like i said i'm not trying to convince anybody of of anything but just it may be the best thing we could possibly do for the future of humanity right now it it could possibly be because if we keep going on this path we're all going to destroy everything and that's going to be the only thing we agree on is that we should all fucking croak <laughs> like just tear it all down, burn it all down. Like, yeah, I like that idea. That's gonna be the only thing we can agree on. Fuck all that. I'm not with it, bro. I'm unplugged. I'm focusing on my own shit. It's about uh time for me to wrap up though, because we gotta hit this studio session. I gotta get out here out to uh to Rudy's and and get this uh meditation guided meditation affirmation music recorded tonight. Very excited about that. But uh as usual, it was great talking to you, man. I appreciate the conversation. And I apologize to anybody who uh, who felt that we were following some problematic threads when it comes to things like Bill Cosby and the patriarchy and <laughs> all the wild shit that we were talking about today. So I apologize for that. Hopefully you understood where we were going and, and, and why we had to trudge through some of that territory to get here. And uh, just don't hold it too much against us and stay tuned because we got more dope shit happening. There you go. And, All right, brother. Peace. Yeah, man. Enjoy the rest of the night, brother. You do likewise, man. Let me know when y'all get that recorded, man. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll get it to you ASAP. I'm trying to have this stuff uh, up and available as soon as possible. I don't want to sit on it at all. I'm gonna just We're going to record it. We're going to get it sequenced, and it's just going straight to Spotify. Bam. Lovely. Yeah. All right. Take it all easy. Right, dude. Have a good, you too, man. Peace.